0: Ho, 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 people. Hey, how you doing? There's no time like Christmas, am I right? Oh, yeah. Merry
1: Christmas from the hop. Steven and Gabe are back for a special holiday episode. It's Christmas Eve.
0: Christmas Eve, everyone. Welcome and hello and happy holidays and all the such. Uh, We've got our jingle balls ready and we're ready to drink some jingle ball beer.
1: We've got a fun, festive episode today. We are bringing back some uh, breweries that have been on the show before that we love very much. And we have uh, a third brewery we've never featured before with a beer that'll just just knock our socks off.
0: Oh, can't wait.
1: Gabriel, Steve Reel, let's grab a drink.
0: Oh, Christmas. Whoa. There's nothing like Christmas and there's nothing like Christmas beer.
1: It's Christmas Eve. Santa is loading up the sleigh. He's got a lot of work to do tonight. And uh he's going to be eating a lot of cookies, but what not a lot of people know, what I learned when I turned 21, what Santa really wants when he comes down the chimney is a nice beer cuz the man deserves it.
0: I mean I was just about to say that. Like think about what his job entails and think about <laughs> all he has to do like Oh, milk for the 12th time. No, I want a no, beer. He's Let's... got so many errands to run. Give <laughs> the give, give the milk to the reindeer. I need a beer. That, it makes worked. the most sense.
1: He's got a sleigh to drive. Maybe he shouldn't drink beer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well.
1: No, that's what Rudolph's for. That's why that's, I was got... just going
0: to say he's not really driving. Well, he is steering. Yeah. Well, he's got a uh, nightlight
1: at the end of the at the end of his nose. He's
0: <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> if Santa gets if something happens to Santa, don't blame the hop. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, you know what would be a Christmas miracle for you the listener is if you went out and uh, followed the show at the HO podcast on Instagram and Twitter you can check out our fun beer content you can see pictures of the beer we're drinking you can see pictures of our fun festive holiday pictures this week Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube if you want to look at our beautiful beautiful logo while you listen to us Uh, And once you've done that, you can click the bell so you get notified whenever a new episode drops. Here's a hint. It's every Thursday. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us on there, on Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Your rate and reviews are really helpful. They help the show. They help us tailor the show to you, help us learn about what you like so that we can make the show better. And they also help get the word out about our little hop community we have here so that other hop heads can join us.
0: Let us know what breweries to hit next. Let us know what breweries to repeat. Let us know if we missed any holidays in the year 2020. I don't believe we did, but we would love to raise a glass to every occasion and holidays are no exception. So if there's a holiday out there that uh, is worth celebrating that we have not already done... Let us know. We'll be sure to hit that in 2021.
1: If you have your own holiday that you make up, we'll we'll celebrate it with you.
0: Honestly, if it involves drinking, you know you can count on I'm us. I'm
1: down to party on any day that ends in Y. Indeed. Gabe, let's get into the news.
0: Beer news. Starting things off, big, big shout out to a man named Steve Hindi. He is the Brooklyn Brewery co-founder, and he is finally retiring. Thank you for your beer service, Steve. Uh, he is the co-founder. Um, he went to Cornell and originally wanted to design golf courses, which I thought was pretty dope. I didn't know that was like a major or something. <laughs> I
1: never really thought about but, that. <laughs> somebody has to yeah, design them.
0: Somebody has to do it. That's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> like so cool. He originally shifted to English education because he wanted to be a writer. And then while he was starting as a journalist at the daily, at a daily newspaper in Geneva, New York, he was in the Middle East and he was covering wars and he was meeting all sorts of people like American diplomats and they were all homebrewing. So he tried the beer and he loved it. And that's when he learned that you can make great beer in your kitchen. And so when he got back to New York, he did just that. He started Brooklyn Brewing in his kitchen. And he's helped put the brewery on the map today. Those beers are sold all over the world. So we just wanted to say good luck to Steve moving forward. Your Brooklyn Brewery beers will remain an excellent choice for the everyday beer Drinker.
1: Yes, sir. Congratulations, Steve, on your retirement. And Brooklyn Brewery is uh an f- obvious fan favorite. You can uh we've they've been on this show on our uh our Brooklyn episode round 43.
0: Uh, Oktoberfest episode. Yep, there too. And I've been to the brewery. It's pretty dope. And it's a great it's a great pregame to a Yankee game. <laughs> <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) So thank you, Steve, for what you've created, and uh, put your feet up, man. You've earned it. You've earned it. Coming up next in the news, Anheuser-Busch is having legal troubles once again. (laughs) No. Because everyone hates them. An industry watchdog group, Alcohol Justice, has urged California Attorney General Javier Becerra to conduct an independent investigation of Anheuser-Busch InBev and Reyes Holdings, both of those groups, for what they believe could be antitrust violations uh, related to a- acquisitions that the companies have made this past year and of late. Uh, you can read the letter if you're interested, but basically in a letter to Javier Becerra, Alcohol Justice, this watchdog group, focused primarily on Anheuser-Busch and their acquisition of Ace Beverage, which is a distributing group in Los Angeles, They also pointed to Reyes and their acquisition of Elixir Distributing in the Monterey Bay area. The letter basically purports that they are in violation of California's Cartwright Act, as well as federal antitrust statutes case law and a 2018 federal court consent agreement. This all gets very legally, not exactly the Christmas spirit, but this is interesting because basically what this comes down to is they're concerned that Anheuser-Busch is going to have such a huge control it's like 85 percent or 90 percent of the wholesale market in california as to where beer is distributed and so they could force smaller craft beer brewers and distributors to basically have less space on their trucks less space on the shelves
0: i mean you know it's it's uh, we we're not going to like take sides or anything, but it's it no no it, we are, it no. Makes sense. no we are. it makes sense that it's a complaint. I mean, we're
1: we're taking sides against big beer.
0: Stay <laughs> thirsty,
1: my friends. This has nothing to do with Bolson cores. <laughs>
0: touche, touche.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but most craft beer enthusiasts, often us included, focus on Anheuser Busch and InBev taking over small breweries like Elysian Brewing, which is now ABI Goose Island. I would point to Blue Point. I would point to all of these small breweries that have become part of 10 Barrel. You know, these breweries that have become part of the Anheuser-Busch portfolio. Mm. The difference here is it's not about what they're brewing. It's about what they're distributing. And uh, so between the two, Anheuser-Busch is getting very, very big. And this watchdog group is trying to do something about it. And we don't know if Javier Becerra is going to actually take this up as a case. Apparently he's busy. Got a new job recently. Good for him. Good for him. But this watchdog group is trying, and they're raising awareness about it. And I think it is important. So more to come in 2021.
0: It definitely makes you kind of take a step back and look at what AB is kind of like. I I feel like they're kind of like the vacuum, and they're just trying to like collect all of any little small like establishment they can and it's like that's sometimes good but it's more than not really bad so definitely something to look out for
1: and to what i was saying earlier it's almost more damaging for them to have a monopoly over the distribution chain in california than it is for them to be taking over breweries like a and and stuff like that so this is almost more important than right. what we tend to focus on so something to be aware of
0: Moving right along, Pabst Blue Ribbon is partnering up with Jackie D. The Dan. The Dan boy. Jack Daniels. They are in a new partnership. Spirit and Wine producer Brown Form Corporation. they are announcing the partnership with Pabst Brewing Company. And they are supplying and distributing Jack Daniels country cocktails within the U.S. and domestic military markets. Now – It seems interesting. I don't really know how to feel about this because looking online and reading about it, it kind of sounds like a Mike's Hard situation just based off of the look and the feel and the vibe of it. Yeah, but But, um, but there might be whiskey in it. Correct. Yes. (laughs) I mean, they're they're definitely trying new things and it's definitely, I can almost assume it's just going to be so much better tasting than Mike's Hard um but the partnership is basically going to enable a greater uh scale of distribution for the brand um and they're going to be able to you know fly under the paps radar in all of their markets and they'll just be better with distribution um better with sales and um they're they're flavored malt beverage products, and the agreement is taking place effective April 1st, 2021, which means it could be an April Fool's joke.
1: <laughs> this whole thing is an elaborate April Fool's joke.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. Um they're coming in eight flavors: berry punch, blackjack cola, cherry limeade, down home punch, lynchburg lemonade, southern citrus, southern peach, and watermelon punch yeah i don't know i i do like jack daniels this this might be a i gotta try it and see but i'm a, i am ai do not
1: know we'll see if there's whiskey in it i'd give it a go if it's just like a mike's yeah. hard then uh i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it with corona seltzer
0: i will say this looking online i believe the abv was like for one of them was like 4.9
1: that sounds like a hangover
0: yeah, like it, it's, they look sugary. Like, Oof, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I'd be down to try the, uh, the blackjack cola because Jack and Coke is, you know, always a, a great mix. So it definitely doesn't constitute as this week in gross, but it's, it's pushing it. It's
1: getting there. Uh, we don't have a this week in gross this week, but we have a this week in fuck 2020. And I think that that is the Christmas spirit I'm feeling right now.
0: Hey, man. Um, honestly,
1: Sycamore Brewing has released a seltzer. This is part of their Bub's Hard Seltzer line. They're a, a brewery out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and they've created a lemon-lime seltzer, aptly named Fuck 2020. The seltzer will be available nice. in four packs of 16-ounce cans, and the reason it's on our show is because it's 9.2 ABV. Bang! Exclamation point! That. That is how you say, fuck 2020.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That is how you seltzer. See, now yeah, we're talking. Now
1: we're interested. You've peaked now, our what, what, Why did it
0: take this long? It
1: took somebody really wanting to say goodbye to this year. I have never seen some, I've never seen just such collective hate for a year before yeah. in my life. <laughs> Sh-
0: rest in peace <laughs> to all the people at the end of 2019 that said, 2020 is going to be my year.
1: And Woof. my favorite is that there are people for whom this was their year. Like this year, somebody made it to the NFL. This year, somebody made it, uh, made their Broadway debut. This year, plenty of people got engaged and married and had kids. There was a lot of good that happened this year. And it's just so true. funny to me to think like, well, it all started in 2020.
0: It all started that one day in March when everyone said, hey, um,
1: don't go outside. And then we never came out of our holes oh uh,
0: shutter, shutter <laughs> shake it off right. and this seltzer is perfect for the occasion this is um, a good way
1: to let it go we, and we have a whole episode next week to do this just for oh yeah. for an hour but uh we're gonna get just
0: a big middle finger <laughs> to 2020
1: <laughs> we're gonna get into the christmas spirit uh i do not have uh, a big elaborate toast this week i kind of just wanted to this is my last toast of 2020 Uh, Gabe's got the toast next week. So this is my last one. And I just wanted to give a shout out. I don't think we've really said it much on the show, um, but I just wanted to give a shout out to the, the, the first responders, the essential workers, the people working everywhere from in the hospitals, on the front lines, the people doing the COVID testing, the people doing the distributing of vaccines and whatnot, and the people working in grocery stores, working in delivery, working in whatever you're working in, I don't know how many of those people listen to our show. Uh, If there are any, I hope we've given you an hour a week of distraction from what's going on in your life. But I just wanted to, in the Christmas spirit, take a moment from the hop to just express our gratitude for what you've done, to say that uh, this year has not been easy on any of us, but we know it's been hardest on you most of all. This isn't the Christmas any of us envisioned, but I just wanted to take a moment to pay sort of tribute to the fact that uh, many of these people are not seeing their families for Christmas because they're battling a horrendous virus that won't go away. So
0: AKA the real heroes,
1: the real heroes of, of 2020. So God bless you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And this week for whatever it's worth, we are raising our glasses on our Christmas episode to the essential workers all right let's bust out them jingle bells gabe jingle bells whoa
0: all the way oh Christopher, what's he doing here? That was a weird direction to take it, but what are we starting off yeah, with? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm <laughs> feeling it. Whatever. What, <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh we have three beers to drink.
1: All right, so we're kicking things off with Anchor's Christmas Ale. Anchor has been on our show before. We had them on back when we did our America episode. Uh that was America. round twenty-seven, if you want to go listen to that. Anchor is one of the oldest breweries in America. They've been brewing beer uh, forever. I would even venture to say five ever. Um, but they have been doing a Christmas ale every year since 1975. They change up the recipe every year. They change up the label every year. And we it's just when I think of Christmas beer, this is the first one that immediately comes to my mind. So we felt like the episode would not be complete without it.
0: And this is great because I've never had this.
1: I have never had the 2021. So uh
0: I've I've never had I've yeah, I'm I'm very excited to be introduced to it. And yes, as Stephen mentioned, this is a completely different one um and the if you look online it, for the recipe, the grains, the hops, it's all just says top secret, which I love. It's
1: completely <laughs> top secret. We'll see what we can yeah. detect in here. Uh ABV this year it's 7%, which is on the higher end for what this beer tends to be year after year. It's got 40 IBUs. Uh it has an untapped rating of 3.75 it has a beer advocate rating of 88 on the SRM chart it's it's pretty jet black I mean honestly I was kind of surprised by how dark it was it's like kind of in the 38 yeah. 40 like there's a little reddish glow
0: I feel like mine is jet black but at the very top and the very bottom is where I see the light brown which makes me want to put it at a 39 but like yeah I wouldn't say no to a 40 as well
1: I would agree with that uh it had decent head retention it's like a nice tan head and then it receded to a solid ring around the glass i got a good amount of lacing though
0: yeah me too it looks it looks pretty
1: this is apparently the darkest vintage yet according to the brewery from their website the 2020 anchor christmas ale has a new tree a new recipe same holiday tradition our annual christmas ale is a subtly spiced and sumptuously smooth winter warmer this year's brew marks the forty-sixth annual release of the Anchor holiday tradition.
0: First thing off the nose, I'm getting is yeast, like that—that that sp- those spices, one hundred percent. But but it's like it's got that spicy quality to it. I really like that.
1: I get some yeast. I get some cherry, mayhaps. I get some dark fruit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like a uh, breadiness. There is a multi sort of. Qual- like a toasted malt quality to it for sure. And then behind that I get a, a, what I very often associate with stouts, coffee, some espresso, some
0: chocolate, chocolat 100%. Starring Johnny Depp. The, <laughs> Johnny Depp is in your beer. <laughs> um definitely the cocoa. Um yeah, I am getting a little bit of that like toasted malt. Um but it's 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 got the hint of sweetness without being sweet. Like, you know, there's it's not like a maple stout or anything, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. It it looks very rich and plentiful, but yeah, it's definitely got those stout-like smells to it. And
1: I would say on the nose, a little bit of booziness too. I mean, you put your nose to this and you kind of go, like, if if I didn't know what this Mm. was or what the label said, I would put this in the imperial stout category, I think. Yeah, I
0: think that's fair to say. Yeah, I, I, you know, it doesn't surprise me that it's 7% in the slightest, so... I'm uh I'm very excited for it. Um so
1: well, Ho ho ho, am I right?
0: <laughs> ho ho ho. <laughs> oh yeah, that's fun.
1: Fun, it's spicy. A lot of the spiciness comes out in this. Once you take a sip, that's when all of those spices come forward, ginger, nutmeg, clove for sure. Uh, the Christmas cookie type flavors. <laughs> yeah. You know.
0: the 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 back end is just all very nice, rich, roasted malt. That's all I'm getting. Mm. Like, obviously, I'm getting a lot of flavor as you taste it and swallow it. But the last thing, the back end taste, it's that roasted malt. But it's so like, I don't think I've had something like this before. It's like delectable on the back of your tongue rather than just like, oh, yeah. the bit. Like, I'm not getting a lot of bitterness.
1: I'm getting some in the form of like you said toasted malt and i can detect a little bit of hops back there too i mean there's a there's a little bit of hoppiness to this it's not a stout i For mean sure. when you when you smell it you might think stout or imperial stout like i was saying but when you taste it you're like oh no that's that's an ale that's a spiced ale or that's a it wouldn't not ipa but but in the realm of black ipa i mean yeah I don't want to say it's as bitter as an IPA or that there's an, as much hoppiness as an IPA. But if I put this next to like that black IPA we had over at 67 degrees.
0: Yeah, it'd be, a, I, I think I would be able to tell the difference, but it'd be a little we're tough. We're in the
1: world. We're in the world. You know yeah, what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, the, the tasting notes from the brewery say chocolate, toasted marshmallows and graham crackers. And I have to say, I think, Uh, Yeah, I'm getting most of that. I feel like I'm getting more chocolate than the other two, but the graham cracker is definitely there. I think that's where the malt comes in, 100%.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that toasted marshmallow is something I get off this, maybe in my brain, but uh, graham cracker for sure. I mean, because those spices are there, the cinnamon, again, the clove, the allspice, nutmeg, all of that stuff.
0: Little hint of vanilla as well. Yeah,
1: just, you know, clear out your baking pantry and all of that shit is in
0: here 100%. Um I really want to talk quickly about the logo. Um so apparently every version of this has a different tree, hand drawn tree as the label on the beer and this year uh label features the three graces. They are three iconic towering sequoias from the Mariposa Grove in California's Yosemite National Park. And the reason for this, what I read on the anchor website was that the, the trees are like close together and they're watching over everyone. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a take on being close with friends and family because we've all needed to do that this year. You know, we've, we've needed to stay close with people we love and hope for because of what the craziness that has been going on. So. It's really not only dope to look at, but it's also got a great meaning behind it. So I thought that was really dope. And
1: it's hand-drawn, as as all of Anchor's labels are. This is hand-drawn by Jim Stitt. He is the man who has been designing nearly every beer label for Anchor since the 1970s. And they even have videos of it. You know, they say, like, we don't go to a computer and churn out a label like there's just a picture of the guy just sketching it out with his hands and he hand draws that's it so awesome and uh that's where the picture comes from so it's,
0: these are some dope looking trees
1: what i love about anchor is the tradition there i mean i visited them i've been there i talked about this on our murka episode and of course anchor like every brewery really is worthy of their own episode of the hop but they just are a brewery that has been doing it for so long they're steeped in tradition their steam beer obviously is something that's like iconic to them and this is this christmas beer is exactly the same it's tradition it's every year it's something new it's something different something exciting it's something to look forward to year after year and it lets you know that it's that it's the holidays and it's available for exactly that time november to january you know
0: they're also very very popular i mean you can get Anchor beers like everywhere and anywhere. I mean, I see them in New York all the time, and they're San Fran. You know, I mean, yeah. it's they're they're one of the the better known breweries
1: because they were around. Like seriously, they were they were one of the first craft breweries. You know, they've been doing it.
0: That's forever. so awesome. So I, I would love to take a tour of the brewery and just learn about the history. Like, you know, anytime we go, we mentioned this before, but anytime we go to a brewery, we always have to do the tours and we have to learn about stuff. So, I mean, it's, it, it would be a great history lesson.
1: I've been there. I've done it. I can't recommend it enough. It's like, you look at it and you're like, oh yeah, these brew cut kettles are not modern brew kettles. These are tanks from,
0: you know, Hey, forever. Needs a, these have history. Who needs a modern thing when you got those puppies just churning out good beer. If these tanks could talk. Am I right? <laughs> Back in our day,
1: uh, how you feeling, Gabe? You feeling Christmassy yet,
0: dude? I was feeling Christmassy the second you started playing that intro music. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! Yeah, Merry Christmas to you too. This this beer's getting me nice and warm, but yeah. Well,
1: let's move on to the next one before we get uh, oh boy, hammered like the Black Is Beautiful episode.
0: We're this is the yeah we're <laughs> oof, we're sleeping it's in tomorrow. another
1: holiday. All right, next up. ...is another brewery that we've had on the show before, Boulevard Brewing, which we're big yeah, fans of. we've got
0: their Nutcracker!
1: That felt like we needed a drop and I didn't know what to play.
0: Honestly, anything. I really just
1: wanted the sound of nuts cracking. <laughs> we- <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, anyway, Boulevard Brewing was featured way back in the early days of the hop on round seven. They had their own episode... We are big fans of them. We featured them on our Super Bowl episode. We featured them when the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl because they are from Kansas City.
0: Mo. Indeed. And we're
1: drinking their Nutcracker Winter Warmer Ale. This is 7.8%, has 38 IBUs. It has an untapped rating of 3.51 and a Beer Advocate rating of 85. It is something very different from the last one. It's not as, like, spicy. It's more of an amber ale. I think it's more in that realm. This is... You know Gabe
0: loves them amber ales. Don't
1: we all? This one is more, on the SRM chart, more in the realm of, I would say, 28, maybe a little less even, maybe 20, like, 3, 4. It's reddish.
0: Dark orange-red, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Good bit of like, I would say like an inch and a half of, oh yeah, eggshell or off-white foam with solid retention. But unlike the Anchor Ale, no lacing here. Very clean in the glass.
0: I I mean, this is like a little pillow. This is great. It's it's exactly how you said it. Um, it looks. I mean, this is you know, this is my kind of beer. The. Note from the brewery says: Nutcracker Ale is Boulevard's holiday gift for real beer lovers. This hearty, warming brew is a classic winter ale, deep amber in color with hints of molasses, balanced by the spiciness of Chinook hops. Chinook, Chinook, or ch- oh yeah, Chinook. <laughs> Did I say I said Chinook? It's Chinook. Well, you're correct. Tomato, tomato. No, you're
1: correct. I just wish it was Chinook. Oh.
0: <laughs> chinook. chinook. I feel like that'd be some. <laughs> That'd be like a great last name for like a football player. Like, down the sideline, Chanuk, touchdown. (laughs) Like, that would be great.
1: I'm drinking out of a pint glass. Can't speak for Gabe because he's not here. Uh,
0: Pint glass. Also a pint glass. Look at that. Yeah, buddy. Great
1: minds. Am I right? This one on the nose is way sweeter than the last one. The first thing that hit me here is like some honey, some floral hoppiness. Uh, definitely those Chinook hops come through on it. I don't get a lot of those spices. I don't get a lot of what I was saying before, the ginger, allspice, nutmeg, all of that stuff. I get more of the malts, a lot of toasted bread, a lot of caramel malt.
0: Yeah, this is is exactly what you said. I'm getting uh definitely the hoppiness overall i mean i i yeah. you know it's not overpowering it's not like a double it's not like a giant bite more or less i mean it is you know 7.8 so it's gonna be hefty but yeah i'm getting a lot of the hops um the citrus What
1: is there too mixed
0: in with exactly like that citrus uh that that toffee uh or, or caramel malt backbone to it um definitely 100 mm-hmm. percent. this I, I can already tell i'm really gonna like this all right, let's do it.
1: Oh, I already did it. Um,
0: <laughs> Steven, jump the gun.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one is more of a hoppy beer. This one is more spicy hops, Chinook hops leading the way. It is an amber. Um, It's not overly hoppy. It's not overly bitter. But this one doesn't say spiced beer to me because it's not one. It's more of an amber ale right. than anything. Right. In the mouth, you get... Uh, some caramel and some bread up front and then as you swallow it you get more of that citrus opening up more of the bitter hoppy bite is is in the back a little bit uh it's very well balanced i would say malt hop blend coming through if you're someone who looks who likes more traditional beers likes more uh pilsners or amber ales or, or day drinking beers anything like that and you're looking for sort of a winter warmer that isn't so out there or winter warmer-y. This one Mm. rides the line nicely, I think.
0: Yeah, I I mean, after the first sip, I think the the first thought I had in my head was, oh, thank God I have a couple more of these (laughs) because I just can't wait to polish these off. I mean, it, it really is solid. As you guys know, I'm a big fan of like the amber style and that sort of flavoring and coloring to it. So this has all of that, but it's got a little bit more And, you know, as Stephen described, I mean, everything he said was right on the head. And it's, it's, it's got, I would say, a medium feel to it, some carbonation, but not too much. But overall, I mean, if you're not a big, you know, the IPA guy, you don't want the bite. I mean, and you want something festive and fun that's going to make you, you know, a little loose. I definitely go in this direction. Boulevard, uh, you know, they're, they're nutcracker. (laughs) we make our own drops now
1: (laughs) oh um i started this off by saying that it looked really clean in the glass and i think that that's the experience i had it's really clean in the mouth it leaves your in on the back end it leaves your mouth feeling really clean there's not a lot of lingering booziness or lingering flavor no the way there was with the anchor one that one was more like there was some lingering spice the lingering you know just, it's, there's so much flavor with the Anchor one that it, there's a lot going on in your mouth. This one, yeah. uh, which is not to say this one compromises on flavor, it's just a cleaner, more straightforward drinking experience. But like you said, it's 7.8. And to be honest, for me, that puts it in a dangerous category because
0: yeah you're i i it doesn't taste like seven point no. eight really it it tastes like maybe six point five ish and even then that's you know you have a few of those so I would categorize this as dangerous as well. I have to say though now that I've been drinking it um mine actually does have a little bit of stickiness against the glass, a little bit of that lacing like barely any but it's it's definitely there
1: I see what you're talking about, yeah I have like little little bits, but I wouldn't Qualify it the way I I see it with the with the anchor one where it just is like all over the glass, but I do see yeah like little yeah little bits. We love Boulevard Brewing, man. They're part of that Duvel Moortgat beer collective, which I am just absolutely obsessed with because it's yeah, gang Boulevard, and Firestone Walker, and those are just three of my favorite breweries in the United States.
0: I believe. We had we had them on the Super Bowl, but I believe we had one of their barrel-aged ones, if I'm not mistaken. It was either a double or a barrel-aged.
1: We had their bourbon barrel quad, and we also That's had— That's what
0: it was, yes.
1: And we also had their, their double IPA out of their Smokestack series. Yeah, this, this is a place that um, we love. Go listen to Round 7 to hear all about them, how they started, how they're doing now— what we think of some of their other beers, their barrel-age program, which, I mean, you know how we feel about barrel-aging things.
0: We kind of like it. Like, it's fine. It's like, whatever. Like, if you if you <laughs>
1: feel a need, then, like, we'll drink it.
0: I can't get over, you, you said it before, but yeah, there's not a lot of... Uh, it, it is very clean, um, but I am – what's interesting is the back end is is flavorful, but not too strong. It's not overpowering. It's just like a very light, like, kiss of flavor that is the last thing you taste, and I'm really enjoying that um, as I continue to just chug this beer.
1: The 38 IBUs are a little bit surprising because it doesn't taste that bitter to me. I guess that's yeah. not very bitter. 38 IBUs is not a lot, but uh... – the fact that they even listed it there, like, this is one of those beers that you're, like, not expecting them to even give you that information, and they did. But you know what this beer is perfect for? It's perfect for day drinking on Christmas Day, so...
0: This is perfect for day drinking on Christmas Day, for after dinner, for during dinner on Christmas Day with the fam. This is good for... uh you know what? I'm going to go there. I think this is just a great beer for a December period.
1: Yeah. I mean, my thing is like when I think of winter warmers, right? Anchor's Christmas beer, give me a blanket, curl up by the fire, turn on the Christmas music, let's settle in. This mm. one, I mean, I could do that with any beer, but this one doesn't <laughs> make me say like, oh, I need to curl up on the couch. This one's more like I could have a barbecue. I could. Yeah, uh, I will st- give you, you know? that.
0: Yeah, this one, this one provides little more opportunity. Um, I really like this one. I don't know if I have a a, a, a preference over the two we've drank it so far, just because they're so different and they have so many other so many different flavors and whatnot. They're just like two ends of the spectrum. But yeah, man, I I'm. <laughs> we, we do well on this show. We know what like, we're doing. Can I ju- can I give us a shout out real quick? <laughs> I know that sounds kind of like messed up and a little <laughs> ego headed, and I don't mean it to be, but like uh, we pick some good beers. Montana. Montana. There was no
1: reason for that. It just felt like
0: just because it's it's, <laughs> it's us.
1: us. <laughs> How's your buzz level? How are you? How are you feeling?
0: Well, I I have a. I mean, I'm definitely feeling something. I'm sure I have more of the anchor to drink and i'm only yeah three-fourths of the way done with the boulevard um but this next beer
1: exactly that's what i was is thinking.
0: going to push us over the limit hey the
1: piece de resistance the we got, uh, the,
0: we got the big daddy we got
1: the, <laughs> the final one and this this brewery has not been on the show before yes it's the trogues mad elf this is an ale brewed with honey and cherries Uh, It is available once a year. It's part of their once-a-year series. This one, ladies and gents, (sighs) is a solid 11%. (sighs) It's 15 IBUs. Beer Advocate has it at 88, untapped 3.83. From the brewery, the holidays at Trogues start with our inner mad elf momentarily taking over the brew deck, so blame him for this cheerful ruby-red creation reminiscent of ripened cherries raw honey and cocoa with notes of cinnamon clove and all space and for full disclosure gabe and i are both big fans of this beer and have had it many times but Indeed. we're gonna have it in a whole new way
0: this yeah this one is definitely very very popular um i will admit that i tried it for the first time more or less kind of recently but it's definitely been on my radar for a very long time. Um, the malts that are used are chocolate, Munich, and Pilsner. The hops are Saz and Hollertoe. The cherries are Bing, Lambert, Van, and Royal Anne. And the yeast is Spicy Belgian. I'm going to...
1: Just go out and admit, I didn't even know there were that many varieties of cherries.
0: N- neither did I. It was a whole learning experience for me when I was researching yeah. this beer. I was like, oh, wow, that's you know, pretty awesome. You think awesome. a
1: cherry's a cherry, and who knew?
0: Who knew? Um, yeah, on the SRM chart, it, it is very red. Um, I, I would put this at like a 34, 35.
1: Yeah, I'd put it in that range. Maybe It's, a- see-
0: it's definitely very clear. It's very see-through, but it is very like red.
1: Yes, and it had for me almost no head at all, which was kind of surprising. Sam, very it, it almost looks like wine when you pour it. It's uh, doesn't seem to have a lot of carbonation, like a tiny, tiny ring of bubbles, but for the most part, it was very clear. I'm not seeing a lot of lacing in the glass, which I'm a little surprised by, and uh, yeah, no head whatsoever.
0: A little little Cabernet Sauvignon, if you will. Not that dark. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal.
1: I just feel like we have to use that a few more times.
0: Yeah, why not? Um, (laughs) Just because we have it. This is the one that's definitely going to put us over at 11%. Um, Yeah, I'm uh,
1: nervous.
0: (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it so much. All All right. right. Let's smell it.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot going on here. Oh, man. Honey, candy sugar, Belgian yeast for sure. When you smell this... Imagine that Belgian yeast you like on your on your Blue Moons, on your Shock Tops. Imagine that as a baseline. That is there. But also honey for sure, fruit, cherries, obviously uh, chocolate kind of. I mean, there's, there's there's a lot happening. My dad
0: would love this. He's a big fan of like the the yeasty, you know, uh, Blue Moons. He's, he's a big Blue Moon guy. But yeah, I know for Christmas he would love this. And so my plan this year is to get him to – Try this, and maybe he'll drink a full one. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Get Chuck drunk for Christmas. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> I would love that. Are you kidding me? But, yeah, it, it's definitely got that yeastiness to it, um, but not too much. Um, a little bit of – it kind of smells a little bit like brandy mm-hmm. in a way.
1: It's and, and booze comes off the nose oh, for sure. Oh,
0: my God. I would hope so at 11%.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean – you smell it. It's not it's not hiding in there. This isn't like dangerous. This is like no, it, it's it's telling you up front what Also, what-
0: can I just say the logo, uh the 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 artwork on the label is an elf and I mean, I don't know about you, but this elf looks wasted. <laughs> This elf had a few of these. Like, look at him. He's like, yeah. This 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 elf had a
1: few of these, and then stayed up really late. Yeah, for real. Doing Santa's work. I'm telling you, he drives those elves beyond their. It's slave labor. All right. Um. Woof.
0: <laughs> Can we please drink? Please, oh.
1: let's do it. Merry Christmas. Merry Gabe. Christmas,
0: everyone. Merry Christmas, Stephen. Merry Christmas, the Hop.
1: Cherries, chocolate-covered cherries. Boozy. Some, a lot of booze. Some... Carbonation. Some of that spiciness, like what we got on the Amber Ale a little bit, some cinnamon, some nutmeg, some clove. And it's syrupy, and it's full-bodied, and it's just fills your mouth. I mean, it's it's sweet, but not too sweet. It's boozy. It's yeasty it's got a lot of carbonation to it a lot of zing to it this is just an explosion of flavor
0: it really is and i will have to i I have to give credit to Trogues. i mean i don't know who thought of like let's pair honey with cherry because it works so well and it's really delicious I, i will say this i don't know if i would drink this with dinner because this is its own thing like i wouldn't want the meal to like aka ruin this beer quote unquote like this is something i would have after dinner just so i could fully enjoy and fully appreciate it
1: yeah this is what i call a winter warmer i mean that that is that is this to me it's it's boozy it's a slow sipper it's flavorful you make it makes you want to Sit by the fire. The back end has plenty of lingering booziness, plenty of lingering sweetness, some Fruidiness. cherry left in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. 100%. This is, this is like, when you crack this open, you're just you're just going to sit with it for a while. You're going to sit, yeah. you're going to think, you're going to reflect, you're going to do some some meditation. What I want to highlight with this beer is I want to just say again what I semi-already said, but about... The, the spices that are in there, the the Christmas yeah. spices, the clove, the allspice, the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the ginger, because that is what balances it out. It is boozy and all that, but it, it's the reason it's not too sweet with the cherries, which are very cherry forward. I mean, if this was not balanced right, this could be cough syrup. And it's not too sweet because it's balanced with all of those spices, with all of that complexity and the booziness you're not getting the hops i mean those those uh, Hallertoe and saz hops are are hiding
0: wait wait what mm. i'm sorry i i couldn't hear you what kind of hops you say it Hollertoe and saz bruh. Bruh. <laughs> we never get tired of saying that
1: <laughs> it's just so well balanced that it's a delight and it makes me feel like it makes me feel like this was made by an elf who just had a, a, a long day a lot yeah. of requests for like PS5s they can't make enough of them <laughs> and he said no baby put the eggnog away poppy needs a drink tonight
0: 100%
1: And his elfish wife busted this out He's and working he said, those
0: 12 hour shifts for Santa. <laughs> like, I need something stronger than tonight. We, it's, it's, it's December. It's our busiest month. We've been working all year. I just love how in every movie when they show elves, it shows them making like baseball bats and trains. And it's like, if you like, that's not what we're doing in 2020. No, Make the making, Xboxes in the PS5.
1: They're making hoverboards and iPhones. And there's oh, a lot God. of, there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of small pieces to that. It's a whole process. We we salute. His job got way harder.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, we salute the elves um, making this brew. Uh, we should talk a little bit about Trogs. We don't have a tremendous amount of time. Um, we are definitely looking to featuring them on a future episode because they have many more beers to offer. Um, but, uh, yeah, they are a, another great brewery um, founded by brothers Chris and John Trogner in 1996, uh, born and raised in Pennsylvania. For college, they split up with uh, John going to Philly and Chris going to Colorado. And Chris's eyes were open to the craft beer scene. And, I mean, it just kind of took off from there and they never looked back. Uh, they've grown steadily ever since. And now they operate out of their, what they're calling their dream plant in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which opened officially in 2011. I have always wanted to go to Hershey. We should go sometime.
1: Would love to, especially to visit this place. If you check out pictures of their
0: oh my facility
1: they have there, you know, they they call it their dream facility. If you listen to them talk, they say, you know, they're not a German sort of lager brewery. They're not an English-style brewery. They're kind of like a do-whatever-we-want. Like, look at what's out there and go from there. And, uh, yeah, this brewery is the only one here today that we haven't featured before, and it's definitely worth Visiting them in the future, they're, you know, one of those breweries that's, they're they're very big into local ingredients in and around Hershey. The owners and the brewers, they like to go to the farm. They like to get their hands on the product. They like to feel it, to experience it, uh, to see it, and then take it home and put it into their brews. If you take a look at their website and the beer list that they have, it is hugely impressive. I mean, I've had a lot of their beers... I'm a big fan of their perpetual IPA. It's an excellent one. I'm a big fan of their troganator, which you can find year round. But then when you get into their once a year, that's when you get really, uh, you get their nugget nectar Imperial ale, which I've had. Obviously this one, you get the nimble giant, you get the naked elf. What's the naked elf. It's a, uh, it's an elf, but it's a, he sh- it's, he's it's showing what his
0: mama gave him.
1: It's it's this without the cherries and the honey and the chocolate. And all see, that's I'd left be... behind is cinnamon, allspice clove, and tangy, fruity esters. And is that not what we tasted in the back end? Yeah. Yeah, because we're professionals.
0: But see, here's the thing. I would be interested in that just to see how different it would be. You know yeah. what I mean?
1: Master of Pumpkins. They, I mean, they have they have tons and tons of their once a year series. And then... What I really love about this place is they have something called their Scratch Series. They brew a small batch experimental beer every week. They release it every Thursday. I don't know if they're still doing this during COVID, but it's what they were doing up until COVID. Uh And visitors to the taproom can experience something completely unique and fresh every single week. So, you know, it's one of those kind of places, but it's it's a small independent brewery. That has grown to be, I I believe they're like 175 employees strong or something like that, or a little more than that now. Family run, family owned place that's grown up. They're doing it really well. If you see Trogue's beer in the liquor store, I cannot recommend it enough. It's on that list of like craft beer that's going to be solid, going to get you what you're looking for. And at Christmas time, you can get the Mad Elf.
0: And what's cool about the Scratch series is it, it always changes. I mean, in order – I mean, we're looking at, you know, hazy IPA, 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 hazy IPA, sweet chocolate stout, lager, stout, IPA, IPA, double, you know, orange lemon peel IPA. You know, like they've got all different kinds um, just in that specific category. But, I mean, as far as all of their options, I mean, they have – okay, they have this uh shebang series. And I know you and I kind of say that a lot. They've got a peach Shebango. shebang, raspberry mango shebang, blood orange shebang, like Kara Kara <laughs> navel orange shebang. Like they, they've got stuff for everyone. So definitely, definitely give them a look see.
1: And you know what? It's worth mentioning that I stand corrected on the Scratch series. It definitely is still going on because the most recent one is a hazy IPA with Caraba Pilsner and unmalted wheat malt, as well as Bravo, Cashmere, Citra, and Simcoe hops. That was released on December 10th, 2020. So it's very much still going on, very much still uh, there we go. in play. And they're up to number 427.
0: So, uh, sheesh. So we can get our hands on them. And they're Pennsylvania. So they're East. So we most likely can get their stuff East Coast. I mean, yeah. we were looking for beers the other day and we saw some trogues. So
1: maybe that will be one of our taproom specials in 2021. If COVID, say it with
0: Uh-oh. me. Oh, fucks off off. goodbye covid um guys we have to go we do i know you're just as upset as we are but before we do we love to end on a fun topic keeping in the spirit of christmas uh we are gonna talk about what's going on in tokyo japan because apparently they take christmas to a whole new level um there is a fish aquarium it's at the Tokyo Aquarium. There is Hold a, on, fish, a
1: fish aquarium.
0: It's a fish aquarium, not any other aquarium that you might be accustomed to. It's not to. a
1: panda aquarium.
0: I know, dude. I was just as surprised as you were. It's
1: not a giraffe aquarium. All right, go <laughs> ahead. No, I sorry. hate
0: you. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's an aquarium at the Tokyo Aquarium, um, and every what? year for twenty years now, a diver gets into the water dressed as Santa Claus and swims around with the fish and people take photos and the kids love it. <laughs> and it, it's a, it's a whole thing. And I guess they pick a new person every year or something like that. And it's really fun and it's really funny and it's really wholesome. And I think my, my one question is just like, wh- wh- why? <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we, what, how did, what? Okay, sure. I'm no judgment. You do you. But, yeah, Santa Claus is swimming with fish in a segment I like to call Ho, Ho, Holy Shit, He's in the t- Fish Tank.
1: Yeah, apparently this has been going on since 1999. And uh, the th- the greatest part about this story is just reading some of the quotes from the visitors that were there. This, this is coming from the Huffington Post. So, uh, you know, they did their research. Uh, they've got uh, one guy, this 42-year-old guy was visiting with his wife and four-year-old son, and the quote is, to be honest, my thought was, how can you swim in that outfit? <laughs> and you, you know what? I'm with him. I feel the same way.
0: No, for real. Cause he's wearing the entire, the entire thing. He's got the, the mask, the, the, um, the, the goggles on and he's got the flippers. But yeah, the hat, the coat and everything. Um, there's perfectly another-
1: groomed Santa beard floating amongst the silverfish.
0: There's another quote that says, "Seeing the fish made me relax." I know it's difficult to hold events like this because of the coronavirus situation, but I'm grateful they still had the had the event. Yeah, that <laughs> like that that coat is kind of heavy. It's supposed to keep you warm.
1: I also love that that was that they still had the event. They were like, you know what? I know we're shutting things down all over the world, but god damn it, Santa's gonna swim with the fish.
0: Mask up. Roger, you're up. Put the suit on and get in.
1: <laughs> make it work. It's the wildest
0: thing. Like I
1: don't seeing I, Santa with flippers is just something you you don't know that you need to experience <laughs> until you experience it.
0: Seeing Santa with fish <laughs> and a shark is just like, "Oh, okay. It's, I hope he's okay." Like is there, or I hope his reindeer are going to save him.
1: It's just something that's like just enough off to make your
0: brain go, "Huh?" But but for the adults, the kids are probably sitting there going like, oh, it's Santa. I hope – oh, he ha- see, he has a wreath as well that says oh, Merry <laughs> Christmas. He had it underwater. Santa got the
1: day off work?
0: Yeah, for real. I got to go swim. Like what? Santa put Mrs. Claus in charge for the day while he, <laughs> he took a dip. He took a dip with some fish and uh, that looks like that's a manatee. Uh, that's a hammerhead shark. But it makes the kids happy. The kids really like to see Santa – you know drowning i guess i don't really know but it's 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 definitely an attraction um at the tokyo aquarium so if you're a
1: hammerhead shark and and he's not in a cage
0: no he's like with the fish he's like out there
1: what would you have to get paid to dive into a tank with a hammerhead shark
0: probably three dollars and fifty cents no i'm kidding um (laughs) I would. I think I think this constitutes as, like, time and a half. <laughs> you think? I think this is hey. considered holiday pay.
1: Hey, Paul, remember when coronavirus happened and we didn't lay you off? <laughs> We're cashing in.
0: <laughs> Get in the tank. Put this Don't hat on. do the Santa suit. <laughs> put on the beard and go make the kids happy with the other hammerheads. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore the turtles. They'll snap at you.
1: It's uh, more... Scary than the shark is the stingray. Isn't that how that Australian, uh, the animal planet wow. guy?
0: I'm, I'm, we're going to sit here until you can remember his name.
1: It's Steve Irwin. Isn't that thank how you. he,
0: thank you. Yes. He got a stingray, I guess, to like the heart or something. Like it, ugh. I but, wouldn't um, be
1: caught dead in this tank. I mean, I'm sorry, but. St- Come sit on Santa's lap, and we'll look at the fish.
0: Yeah, yeah. why is he? Why is he in the tank? He should be outside of the tank. He is taking just yeah, present requests like he normally does. <laughs> it seems like a very
1: nice, fun event, and I'm happy for these people. Tokyo they man, to they go, go hard. They it.
0: don't know what's up. They do know what's up. Excuse me, they do know what's up. They go hard.
1: All right, real quick, like as like like quick, quick. We got to rank these.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Uh number 1 Mad Elf, number 2 Boulevard, number 3 uh Anchor. However, Anchor was dope.
1: I am Mad Elf, Anchor, Boulevard. Boulevard was great, it just wasn't winter warmery enough for me. Uh Understood. This Mad Elf is absolutely delicious. The Anchor is absolutely de- delicious. Drink some Christmas beer while you celebrate the holiday, while you have your roast beef, your spiral ham, your Feast of Seven Fishes.
0: And this goes without saying, but, um, you know, this may not be the Christmas we all wanted, we all asked for. But if you're celebrating with one person, if you're celebrating by yourself, we are celebrating with you. We hope everyone has a great holiday, no matter how you celebrate And, um, yeah, we, uh, we love you guys and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. You filthy animals! Yeah.
1: And we're going to get out of here. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back to close out 2020 and get it the fuck out of here.
0: Bye 2020.